Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our topic is The Delay. Now, Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we've had about a two-week hiatus as we've been working on other things separately. But uh, so far this morning in our development meeting, I think things are okay. Yes, it's good. We did say that before this, we had a week where we did two tapings in a row, and therefore we needed a little bit of respite. Uh, uh, we didn't really need respite from each other, but uh, it, uh, you know, it's good to be back. Well, I know it's always a question on people's mind if we're getting along. So I think we're getting along. <laughs> so listeners, it's okay. We're getting along. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who hasn't, haven't kind of hung out with us, we've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we or others have missed the mark. We'll start at the perspective of the employee and then move on from there. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others deal with these situations well that we've learned from. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a very good discussion. Are we going to have a, a good talk about this today, Greg? We are. Yes, it's always great to talk about these things and both share our experiences and, uh, and learn from each other. So the delay. You're looking after a matter for your manager or some matter comes up. So you send an email, a text, leave a voicemail message, or you drop something off at their office and you experience some or all of the following. Your manager is radio silent. Your manager deals with the matter, but doesn't tell you that. And you only hear about it later from someone else or some process later. You meet with your manager sometime later. And when you bring up your previous communication, they don't know what you're talking about. You meet your manager sometime later. And when you bring up your previous communication, they advise they saw the message but didn't read it or the material. And then they ask for a quick recap. When you meet up with your manager sometime later, they mentioned they had seen the material, but then go on a fruitless search of their workspace or their laptop looking for the documents. So how does this affect our relationships in the work environment, Greg? Well, you know, we've been talking about this over the last couple of sessions of, uh, first of all, it, it, it creates confusion uh, and, 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 doubt sometimes reduces what you feel valued as an employee so all those things happen and again they're amplified even more so when you are virtual like we are today so it's not like you you when you don't hear anything and you're at home and in this period of covid folks are trying to ensure they're adding value uh, finding their places this just gets accelerated with it i think and that radio uh that silence or that uh, not knowing kind of sends me a message, whether or not it's true or not, as that I'm not really valued. Uh, and, and that if this is so important, why aren't you making it a priority? And it, it, it just creates, uh, lowers that level of trust. This is one of those topics, Greg, that I find really irritate me, that uh, you don't hear, I'm on a timeline, but then I flip it over. And I realize uh, when we, we, we recorded this episode once before during our development phase, and we've talked about it a number of times. And one of the things that this brings to me is a, a little bit of self-awareness, especially in COVID times when we don't see people or can't walk by them or bump into them. Yes, this really irritates me when I've worked really hard, somebody needs something, I was on a timeline, whatever, and, and I need the, the nod, the okay for whatever it is I'm working on, or it's a notification of some sort. But it also, when we were thinking about this topic, one of the things that I struggled with was 
this may be a very important thing to me. This is something that um, I identify with. It's maybe the best thing I've done in the last year or months or whatever. And one of the self-awareness things that I struggled with with this was, did I communicate that to my boss? You, Greg, say you're my boss and I've gotten back to you on something and I don't hear from you. You know, do we have the relationship or have we had a talk about this subject where you realize that this is important to me, that I really identify with this, that I have some expectations on what I need to hear back to continue on with the project or to conclude it or whatever. So in this one, I, I really like the idea of how important communication is, how important a, a, a relationship is. This isn't just a one transaction type of deal, this situation. It's also you know the next time, the time before, whatever. So when I think about this topic, I get frustrated with the people that don't respond, that just put me on ignore. But I also realized that there's a certain uh, responsibility or onus on me to set up the situation, to develop a relationship that, you know, when I say to you, Greg, Greg, uh, I'm on a timeline. I need an answer back by noon tomorrow. We have a relationship where, you know, oh, when Alistair says that he's on a timeline, he really is. That we have that, you know, interaction between the two of us. We understand what each other's expectations are. So this is a really irritating thing for me. But at the same time, it's something that I realize, you know, kind of in a self-awareness side of things that have I set up the expectations properly? Is my boss aware of these things? And so as irritated as I can get with the, these types of things, and it is one of the things that irritates me. On the other side, I go, did I set up the expectation? Have I laid the groundwork for what this is? Yeah. And you know, you've raised a couple of really great points and I'll just build upon them is, you know, it can be exasperated by one, if this is something that is close to my values or something that I value uh, really highly, therefore it becomes more irritating if people aren't feeling the same way I am, including my boss. So that's the, that's the first thing. The second thing is, we're all different. So uh, the further we are with regards to how we, how we work, i.e., are we super organized? Uh, are we someone who actually uh, follows up right away uh, is, you know, and, and uh, is able to balance the loads uh, well and keep organized? Or are we someone who might be on the other end less organized, maybe more creative, maybe more fluid and those kind of things. So our difference in styles can ex uh, exasperate the situation as, uh, as well. And I love your, your whole point around, really it's so important to pause and understand the context and where each other are. And that comes in relationship is understanding first um, what could be, what's going on, right? Uh, versus jumping to um, judgment which all of us do, and I know I sometimes do, uh, with regards to if I have a certain way of doing things, i.e. I believe service and getting back to people really quickly, combine it by this is a project that I'm really passionate about, uh, and man, I go off the rails uh, with someone who hasn't responded. And, and really, I don't know what's going on in their world, especially in COVID times when people are just struggling. So you don't know. So uh, I, I loved all your points there. I think they're really, really important to understand, have relationship and understand the context. Oh, this was going to be a straightforward topic, but I think it's a lot deeper than we anticipated <laughs> yeah. it's going to be. No, I agree. So let's get down to some common sense. What are some common sense things to make uh, 
to deal with this situation? I think the first one, I think I've heard you, Greg, talk about this in, in maybe other episodes or maybe just in our, our, our personal conversations. Respond to messages within a set period of time so people know what to expect. Say it's 24 hours if you're traveling at which time you put in out an office uh, setting those expectations. I just think it's really important that people get used to how long as a boss uh, they have to wait before you get back to them. Yeah, and you know what? What I love about, and almost all of our sessions start this way, is having that upfront dialogue around what is our construct, what is our cadences, how we're going to communicate or how we're going to respond. Because I was coaching someone the other day who was struggling to try to keep up with everything and not responding as quickly, up late nights doing email responses and all that type of thing. And we had a conversation around, why don't you have a dialogue with your team to say, uh, when, it, when, you, uh, when you just want me to be aware, CC me. And that means I don't have to respond. When you, when you need an answer, put me in the, sub, the two subject line. Or when it's really urgent, you use text or phone calls. So put in some parameters or some constructs so we know when you need things more quickly than others. Cause, and, and that just allows things to be clearer and if I'm a busy manager, just really uh, struggling to keep up with things, and we're aligned that, man, when I get a text from somebody or a phone call or uh, some, of the e some of the emails allow you to put flags on them, when it's a red flag, that's get back immediately. With the other ones, it's agreed and understood that uh, I either don't need to get back to you or it's not as urgent. I like that. There's, there's systems that can help us uh, manage the situation. And the second one, uh, when you get the communication, if you know there's going to be a delay, get back to people and say, I'm kind of tied up. There's stuff going on. This is when I will get back to you by. Love that. So even with the constructs and the rules kind of aligned up front of how we're going to be with each other, sometimes stuff comes up. And when it does come up, a quick text to say, jammed until three we'll look at the then you know whatever that might be is so important because it says uh i'm being consistent with our agreement and sometimes stuff comes up and i'm honoring you by letting you know and one thing i, I really like is be attentive i like it when i'm walking down the hall and my boss is coming the other way and he points at me or she points at me and goes alistair i got your message uh jammed right now I don't even need a time. They're, 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 shown, they're showing me that they're attentive, that they know that I've sent them something and they point me out. And despite what, who they're talking to or where they're going, I hear you. Right. That's, what I, that's what I get when I have one of those interactions. I love that. And you know, in the context of our COVID virtual situation, there's chats on all of, uh, all of the Zooms, uh, work teams, uh, teams, everything. And although you don't want to be too distracted by chatting separately, you, there are private you know, where you can send a quick note to say, Alistair, you know, FYI, I got your note, I'll get back to you. So there can be the uh, virtual pointing and uh, shout outs uh, that can occur in a way that doesn't disrupt the rest of them, but just, you know, lets you know. I really like that. And set up a time when you uh, attend to cleaning up your messages. And what's nice about this is with a couple of days of setting up a specific time when you're going through all these messages, people are going to figure it out pretty quickly when you do that. And I've had a number of bosses whom uh, you can tell that they've set up a time because all of a sudden you start getting uh, things back. And everybody 
senses uh, the way things move in an office, how the, the workflow works. And within, even if you don't communicate that you have a cleanup time, people are going to figure out pretty quickly when that time is. You know, there's some great research out there with regards to focused work. And one of those, uh, I think it's Deep Work. I can't remember the gentleman's name. It's a book called Deep Work, but he talks about really focusing on one task. And one of those tasks is often, you know, clear up my emails. Uh, so I think that is so key. I've often said to people that, you know what? I look at emails between eight and ten and eight and nine o'clock in the morning. Um, so I'm probably not going to get back to you, just so you know. And and actually, in again, in this COVID area, by de describing that up front, declaring that up front, what it does is it frees people because, you know, like sometimes people are sending emails at night and people think I got to respond and going for it. So it allows it actually allows boundaries for people. So I do love that idea of uh, setting up a system. And there's tons of evidence that says when you're focused on one thing, i.e. answering emails, you're going to get a lot more done versus doing them scattered. Um, now, the only other thing I would say is that David Allen of getting his book, Getting Things Done Years Ago, it's a really great effect on this book, did, did, does say sometimes you have moments and if there's something you can do in two minutes, uh, less than two minutes, do it because it clears out that list. So I've also seen people in addition to blocking off times, uh, they will have, they'll actually code there. What are the fast responses that I can make? And I'll do those in two minutes. So if I get something and I've got a space and I can do it less than two minutes, i.e. Alistair, I'll get back to you. I'm booked, you know, until three, those kinds of things you can do. I really like that. And, you know, on the systematic side of things, people love to know. People love to understand what the pattern is, what the behaviors are. And if they understand what they are, it lowers the temperature, it lowers the frustration. Right. Because our minds will spin like crazy if we don't know. Exactly. And if you have someone assisting you in uh, managing this, this flow of information and requests and stuff, really important that uh, the two of you get on board together and work out a system so everybody else can figure out what the system is as well. Yeah, agreed. And it's really important to realize that if you ignore someone, even unintentionally, when they're in the midst of something that's very, very important to them or the organization, it's going to affect your relationship. People do not like to be ignored, especially, and we kind of hinted at it earlier, if there's a certain amount of ownership and pride in, in the task that you're doing that you need to have a communication with. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, it's also accelerated. It's not just if some, in the midst of something important within work. Sometimes it can be the broader life stuff that makes me feel that I'm not important, that I'm not valued, that I, that something else is happening. And we can get into spins, right? And I think uh, with the complex worlds that we live in now, uh, that we many people are feeling out of control, um, an unresponded uh, message or unknowns add to that stress of being uncontrolled, un, out of control. So, so I do think this is so key. And I, I've said this before, the, the difference between intention and impact are big. I might have good intentions, but the impact is not always good. So I got to think again around that context of where is that person? What do they need? Um, and how best do I create um, the space of which they uh, can be successful? I like that. And have the discussion with your reports. You know, what, the, what your system is once you figure it out, how you're going to interact with each other. And that's, you know, that unknown, it takes the unknown out of it. And if there is an exception, say you get snowed under or something happens and you, you can't 
get to things right away. Then when you say, hey, listen, I'm sorry, I'm buried. People understand that. They appreciate it. They know what's going on. Most people sense what's going on in the office. It's just great to have that discussion and, and, and people feel that they're part of, of whatever it is that's going on. Yeah, and get your frame, uh, having that framework aligned up front, as we talked about, is so important. And also being flexible uh, to the evolution of your system. Because to your point, you might discover something more that doesn't work and we're going to try something different. Um, and, uh, and, and that's okay. So put in actually pause points in your connections with your staff and saying, hey, this is what we said. How's it working? Is it, you know, is there something we need to change and go forward? You know, if, uh, if uh, something keeps coming up that you need to revise your system, uh, let's do it. Keep consistent with it for sure. But sometimes there are some things to be, be open to tweaks. And what I like about that is if uh, you and I are working together and you're my boss and all of a sudden you're finding that the system isn't working for us communicating, you say, listen, Alistair, the system isn't working. I'm going to make an adjustment. What do you think about that? If I'm part of that discussion, part of the solving of it, and I realize, oh, okay, you know, Greg's being really attentive and, you know, our relationship and how we talk and how we pass information is important. I'm good with that too. I'm down for it. Like if we, you know, yeah, I want to find a solution to this. What works best for you and what works best for me? I love that. And again, it continues to build that trust. Because if, if I'm the employee, and I know we're going to go into there, if I'm the employee and is able to say, hey, I know, uh, Alistair, and, uh, Alistair, you and I have kind of figured out this process, and this is really working well, but I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm finding some challenges in this place. And, and here's the idea that I was thinking about. What do you think? Uh, you're going to say, oh, awesome. Taking ownership, um, uh, bringing ideas forward, um, the best thing a manager can have is someone who's engaged fully and is contributing and sharing the load. I like that. And kind of the, the theme for me and the manager side of this is people like to know that uh, as a manager, we're going to listen to them. Right. We're going to have a conversation. Yeah. And, you know, we always end our sessions with the joy and peeved uh, uh, part. And uh, this is where, as a manager, in the midst of these conversations... Um, because again, we talked at the beginning about what I value, how I work might be different than what my team values and how they work. So as a manager, that part of, of listening and being open can be tough when Alistair comes with an idea that I think is totally bonkers and, uh, and opposite of what I believe. Uh, and my emotions might take over, but how do I pause and say, tell me more of of, of that, Alistair, why is that important within and how do you, if I don't first understand it, dig a bit deeper and that just sends a huge message to your team that I'm curious, even, even if it's against uh, how I normally work and they know how you normally work. So it actually adds even greater value and trust because they know you're seeking to understand and tweak. I love that. I love that. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist in this situation. And the first one, which I kind of outlined my struggle uh, in the opening, we need to be clear, confident, and timely in our communications. If I'm passing something off to you, Greg, it's my job to say, hey, listen, Greg, this has been a great project for me. The, these are the notes on what we're doing. Uh, I need your okay, your nod by one o'clock on Friday afternoon so we can push up. Clear. This is what my expectations are. It's important to me. We've done a good job. We've given you everything that you need, and now the expectation is there. 
I love that point because, you know, as an, an individual who's pretty fluid, you know how fluid I am, right? So I've, I've sometimes, I like to keep things open. I'm a seven on the Enneagram, which means that I don't like to be limited. So I like to keep things open. Uh, and, uh, and so but what that sometimes does is one, it, it, it doesn't give clarity, whether I'm the employee sharing things up to my boss or a boss sharing things to my employee, it's, it's not clear. And then what happens is when I'm not clear and then they don't do it, I get frustrated. So I'm, yeah, I'm fluid and open, but if I would be a little bit more crisp in my communication to say, here's what I need, here's when I need it, then all the other stuff doesn't happen. So I've, I've learned that I need to be more crisp and clear on my communications, including the what I need, when I need it, and why I need it. And, and things go so much better. And I really like the confident piece in that. Like when somebody comes up to me and they need something from me by a specific time, I don't want them to say it with a question mark at the end of their sentence. Right. I want to know, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. And this is when I need to get it done by. I want, yeah. I want the explanation point, not the question mark. Yeah. And you can say, is there anything that I'm missing um, that, that, that I need to have on here? Or is there anything that really isn't clear? You know, so those could be still good questions, but they're not the vague open questions. Absolutely. And this is uh, the next point is something that we've talked about in multiple episodes, and it really does fit into this discussion very well, is you need to learn how and when to communicate best with your manager. And this is all part of the getting to know them. You know, is there a specific time of the day, a specific method? Is there a tone? You know, what is the system? You got to figure that out. This is a relationship. So it's not just on your manager. It's on you as well, figuring this out and working out kind of an agreement on how you're going to work. Yeah, you know what, I, I think this is so important uh, from the simplicity of, you know, is, is your manager, um, are they a, a morning person or are they an afternoon person? Uh, simple as that. And I also am a big believer in, in the, the best assessments to help you understand each other and how you work. I know people sometimes struggle with assessments, but I, for me, what assessments do is they allow you to understand yourself and understand each other and give you a common language. So then you are more informed of how each of us innately work because we all innately work a little bit different. So um, I think that's the, if you can, if you can invest in those kinds of tools and be open to learning from each other, it will even take it to the next level. That's funny. I, I did. I've done a couple of those assessment tools and a couple of years ago or so, maybe a little bit longer, I was working with somebody else and I took the assessment tool and I, I knew what they were on the assessment tool. And I went, man, I must irritate them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, yeah, but again, it's also understanding um, if you have that conversation, it can almost, it builds that trust to say, you know, I know that you are someone who is very detailed oriented and ask lots of questions. And that's your way of really understanding and moving forward. I'm someone who really just likes the top, you know, the bottom line kind of thing. So knowing that, how do we help each other in communicating what we need? So if your boss is someone who requires a lot of data, boy, you know to send stuff ahead of time you know, uh, so that they have chance to read it before they, they do it. So it's that, those differences, I agree. And in my situation, uh, realizing that, uh, dealing with two totally different people, I modified my approach. Yeah. 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 And what did it result in? 
It's okay. I mean, sometimes, you know, when you work with somebody, you, it isn't always perfect, but you learn to do what you need to get done and uh, you have a good relationship with them. Sometimes people are just very different, but you have to get, you have to push the ball and you learn how to do that. Yeah, I agree. And I also think you set the tone, whether you're employee or the manager, that I'm, I'm moving into this relationship uh, versus pulling away from this relationship. And that there's a big, there's a big uh, advantage to that because it sets the right tone uh, that and it may not be perfect, but it sets a better tone, uh, which is usually resulting in a more effective relationship and results. And I like that we're being, you know, very direct about this. There's times when you don't choose the relationship and this is the relationship you, you have a task to do, or there's something, and this is, you know, I can go back probably five or six occasions in my careers where I've moved into a situation. I didn't choose to be there. I didn't choose to work with or for, or have certain people working for me. And uh, it's all about moving the ball and having a decent relationship. It doesn't mean you're going out for coffee uh, during breaks or on vacation or anything, but there's times when you need to work with people and they might be different. And sometimes those relationships are good and sometimes they're not as good, but you still have to be able to work together. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of touched on it before we got sidetracked there. And I like how we got sidetracked. Uh, if your manager doesn't initiate a conversation about how you're going to work together, how you're going to have these types of conversations so that we can uh, get away from the delay type of dilemma, uh, bring it up yourself, initiate the conversation yourself. Yeah. And, and be ready for them to say, I don't care because you never know, but the likelihood of that happening is going to be really small. If you can say, you know, uh, I, I, I want to be successful in this project, in this work, in this job. Uh, and here's what I've learned about myself. Um, I just like to understand what's most important for you. Uh, and, and starting by that perspective, understanding from a communication, lay out the rule, be the leader and laying out the rules and then sharing, well, for me, here's what, here's what's most important for me. And how best do we get that? Oh, that's refreshing. So refreshing. But often people are scared um, to initiate that conversation, but it's so valuable to have that upfront dialogue. And I think at times uh, things hit the fan or somebody just has too much work going on or your boss, their bosses are just all over them about something. Sometimes you have to chase down your box, boss and uh, corner them and get the answer that you want. Maybe you have to be like, you can only say three things, three bullet points because they got to go on and deal with some crisis. But there are times when stuff is just out of control and you need to chase somebody down. If what you need is time sensitive, if it's, if it's really important, you get the answer or you notify them of something. And sometimes you got to corner them in the hallway somewhere and say, listen, I'm sorry, three lines. This is what we're doing. You needed to know. This is what I'm going to do. Sometimes you just got to do it. I love that for two reasons. One is recognizing and really understanding the context of what your boss is going through right now. One. And then secondly, prioritizing what do you really need? Uh, you know, again, because depending on our styles, we may want to talk forever about stuff, but that's the last thing they need, knowing the context if they're going really, really busy. Uh, and so having saying, what are the two or three things that are most important that I either need to inform you or I need a decision or, or a clarification of it, that, that's, that is so valuable, no matter what their style is, being really focused is, is so valuable. And sometimes when you corner them, there's a deadline, but you realize there's no way you and them are going to be able to get this thing done. 
and and you just corner them and say listen greg i know that you wanted this answer by noon today i see that you're totally booked that there's all sorts of stuff going on we don't actually need to move at 12 today i can put this off to tuesday if you need that extra space to deal with what you're dealing with so that we can sit down properly and discuss this because i know this project is important to me and it's important to you so i say let's push this back till say tuesday and we'll deal with it then uh, when it's calmer and we both have a chance to take a look at this and think about it and give it some really good thought and discussion. Yeah, I think that's great. And we need to be the employee we want others to be, including your boss. So it's important to model how people should treat each other and support each other. And what I like about this one, and it's come up in quite a few of the other episodes and the topics that we've been talking about during this series, is that people notice. People will notice that you are attentive, that as an employee, you're supportive, that you want to get things done, you're sensitive to what's going on, you, re you can read the room, you can read your boss. People will see that and people like to work with people that model good behaviors and just deal with relationships the best way that they can. Yeah, and you know what? We, we've talked, I think, in a couple of the other ones too about upward mentoring. How you model, you can model upwards too because you know we're all learning, we're all humans. And, uh, and so sometimes just by... Uh, being how you need, you want to be, even if your manager isn't that, can influence how that manager is because they'll experience clarity. They'll experience effectiveness. They'll experience time saved because of an agreed upon process. And things, things dribble unto us. And then all of a sudden we start to do it, especially if we find value in it. And we, um, you know, it's like this, what's in it for me. If, if I feel value in something, even if I haven't initiated, I'm the boss, I, I will shift. Even if I don't even see myself shifting. That's awesome. And, and kind of feeding into that is the last point on the employee side is just be a reliable and good employee. I don't know about you, Greg, but I like having people around me. They're just good people, reliable. You know, we always need certain specific skill sets and things like that. But the day, the work just goes by so much easier when you have good, reliable people around you that you can count on. Well, we've talked about the trust equation, which is credibility plus reliability plus intimacy slash relationship. And all of those are so important. And, and everything is based on trust. So uh, if I trust you, if you're trustworthy, uh, then the, the, I'll have more confidence in you. I'll give you more space. I'll be more willing to listen. All of those things are so important. So those are so critical. That's awesome. So uh, wrap up, Greg. Final thoughts. Yeah, you know what? It's like a consistent model. I'm, I almost I felt that the last, especially the last four or five uh, frameworks that we've talked about is uh, in any situation where possible, have uh, clarity up front as to how we're going to be together in all these situations. What do you need? What do I need? Uh, what's our commitment to each other? Uh, and, and then what do we do if, if things go off the rails? You know, having that discussion up front is so critical as the first step. Secondly, is just really being committed to living what you say you're going to do. Uh, and thirdly, is having the courage when it's not, doesn't seem to be working to have that discussion around this. And this will help so much um, in, in knowing uh, and feeling connected and feeling uh, you're getting the feedback uh, that you need in order to, to continue to deliver results. That's awesome. This is, uh, as I spoke earlier, this is one of the, my pet peeves 
because I like just get stuff done. I like to, okay, we're good. It's been done. It's the right quality. It's what we needed. Let's move on. But at the same time, I realize how important it is, uh, not only as, as being a manager in the past, to be attentive to people and to listen to them and to be able to move work along, but also as an employee, because even as a manager, you're still an employee to somebody, how important it is for me to set the expectations, to be part of this relationship, to get things done, to be sensitive to the ebbs and flows of the workplace. I just, it's just so important that everybody works together so that we don't have employees walking around all peeved because they don't feel people are listening to them, that this project, it may have been the best thing I've been working on for three years. And Greg isn't listening to me. He hasn't read anything I've written about it. I just, this can be such a good situation and you don't have to be perfect. As an employee, as an employer, you don't have to be perfect in the situation. If you're attentive, if you listen to people, it can be a much better ex experience. No, I agree. And I think, you know, I, my kind of summary was really around the process and the things that you should put into place. But I think we can't uh, underestimate the importance of knowing and being attentive uh, to, your, to your folks that you work with, uh, because that, because stuff happens. And even with a great framework, um, our world is too complex and changing. And that requires us to know our people and to be attentive to what's happening so that we can then approach it and respond appropriately. That's awesome. And listen, a little advert here, uh, Greg and I actually didn't discuss this before we started taping, but we have dealt with the issue. We have a website and uh, I think Greg's gonna like it after we're done recording, I'm gonna show it to him one last time and then we're gonna go uh, we're going to publish it just so uh, there's a couple things that I refuse to happen in this process. One was that we do a video and we did a video for safe, brave spaces. And the second one that we have a real website, I was totally against it. Wasn't, that wasn't part of my plan for this thing. And now we're going to, now we've done both. So uh, off the top of my head, I can't even, don't even know what the address is. So I will put it, if Greg gives the nod after this session here, I'll put it in the show notes and we are officially something because we have a website yeah that's awesome and you know what a website uh, gives you also a place folks that are listening to us you know we're not sure exactly what we'll have on it besides definitely the podcast and maybe a couple blogs of what we're thinking um and but also a connection point where you can reach out to us to say hey hey guys you know i'd love to talk about this topic how about this topic this is something that comes up so share those things on there as well and uh you know we'll see where this evolves to but it'll be kind of a it'll be kind of like the the virtual table where you can go to and arrive at any time to join one of the conversations and to add your thoughts so uh yeah you know why not let's uh welcome you to our uh, our virtual table uh which is our website yeah, and on that table as well is besides talking about ranting and how to contact us and if you have any questions or suggestions. Also, Greg and I have done some side projects that have kind of come out of the TNR crew. And some of them we've done together, some of them uh, alone. But uh, there's a listing of those projects there as well if you're, you're interested, interested in uh, what else we're up to because we, this is COVID. So it's been kind of a creative space for us because you can't go out anywhere. Yeah, can't go no, to that, a movie. That, yeah. So, that's so 
it will develop and it'll be a bunch of stuff hopefully but yeah this is the second thing i didn't want to do that we've done so that's great i've opened my horizons a little bit and uh, gotten out of my uh, stubborn uh, nature and uh, it's official we're on all sorts of channels now so all our contact information will be there and if you need anything from us and there's topics you want us to talk about or you want to you know, Greg's a coach, uh, you know, whatever, uh, then you can certainly reach out to us. So yeah, I, I, th I thought, you know, maybe I probably should have talked to this before to you about this before we started recording, but we have talked about it. We have looked at the page and it's just been kind of finished off. So we will take two minutes after we're off the air. So you can take it and uh, take a look at it and give the thumbs up. And uh, I will make sure that we put the uh, link in the show notes afterwards. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, we've also had uh, folks that have said, boy, it'd be cool for you two to join us on one of our uh, team calls and uh, to have a discussion around those type of things. So we're also open to those kinds of things where we can uh, facilitate a dialogue around one of the topics um, uh, as a part of, uh, of of your teams or your group or whatever. So that's another thing that I never talked to you about, Alistair, but we have talked about and we'll add that on there. So that's a kind of an idea that you have and you would find it uh, good to uh, bring us on, uh, then that's another thing that we've had conversations around uh, potentially doing. Oh, we certainly like to talk, Greg. We do. So we hope that uh, some of what we've spoken about you find really helpful. Uh, we hope that we didn't say anything that was offensive or made you really angry. But again, Greg, I think we have to rely on your peeved or happy philosophy. Yeah, we end each of our podcasts this way. And it's really just the gift of a great coach earlier on um, and a discovery that I had in a great coaching session that uh, the best sessions that I had were ones that I left with a little bit of joy things that I was recognizing, movement and growth in myself, things that I was doing well, and a li little bit of churn sometimes, or being actually peeved off of something that she said that, that hit a real mark in me that I knew this is something that I really needed to focus on a little bit more. And so both joy and churn or, or being peeved a bit is a great thing if it moves to action, reflection, learning, um, and so we hope that you had maybe a little bit of both in this, in this episode today. I love that philosophy. So uh, take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.